0: We're told Gen Z aren't dating, but are they really the puritanes they're made out to be? Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and it kinda looks like Gen Z's dating ethos is a response to the dating apps, hookup culture, and problematic behavior that was a fixture of millennial dating. So you can, like, stalk them, is what you're saying? Well, you know, just, like, check, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. I'm pretty sure that's the definition of stalking. The generation that grew up in the shadow of Me Too, and that's already known for being more progressive and more politically involved, is putting their foot down. Studies have shown that Gen Z just aren't having as much sex as any previous generation. But it's not just sex, it's casual sex. Are we getting told for this? Sex? No, casual sex. The generation born after 1996 is a lot more pragmatic and seeks deeper connections over a series of one-night stands. Gen Z also happens to be drinking less. They spend more time online and, thanks to a global pandemic, are reaching life milestones like moving out of their parents' house later than previous generations, all of which has led to a decline in casual sex. What's up, buddy? Call for some roadside assistance? Zoomers are putting themselves first, advocating for their own needs more clearly and prioritizing personal and professional development before relationships. Staring down the barrel of the climate crisis and economic upheaval, who could blame them? We're trying to tell you that the entire planet is about to be destroyed. Gen Z's dating priorities may be different, but that difference may actually be for the better. Here's our take on Gen Z dating and how it reveals that maybe previous dating habits weren't always the healthiest. Jesus Christ, he's not oil painting, is he? Yeah, for for 800 quid, who cares? (gasps) The decline of hookup culture is undeniably the biggest dating shift between Millennials and Gen Z, and the pandemic is largely to blame for fundamentally altering what Gen Z are looking for from relationships. By effectively eliminating the possibility of hookups, forced lockdowns changed what dating could be for this generation. Virtual dates on Zoom or FaceTime, watching movies together online, and the growth and popularity of outdoor active dates were all born out of necessity but had a significant impact. People were forced into trying to establish slower, deeper, more meaningful connections, rather than just immediately skipping the bases. I told him i done it before, but I haven't done it freaking out. And COVID didn't just change the dating landscape for Gen Z, it changed the entire trajectory of their professional lives. 39% lost jobs were furloughed or were temporarily laid off by their employer. Those that were just entering the workforce found themselves in an unsteady job market. And with the prevalence of remote work, more Gen Zers elected to continue living with their parents to save money. So whether it was the lack of a paycheck or the lack of personal space, sex and dating became increasingly difficult. I'm I'm living with my parents. (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm living with my parents. Post-pandemic, love is still a bit under lockdown. Even though Gen Z has the option to meet in person, they're continuing to embrace low-stakes dates like video chats that allow them to screen potential partners to see if they're compatible. I really like you. I like you too, Cassie. I like you more. Ew. A study conducted by the dating app Hinge reports that 39% of users reported being pickier about whom they went on a date with since the pandemic, and 91% of those people say they made the change because they don't want to waste time on the wrong person. But as Gen Z seeks deeper connection, online dating as a whole has been taking a hit. Tinder, the dating app that changed the landscape of millennial dating, at least straight millennial dating, says it's struggling to attract a younger audience. App users experiencing burnout and emotional fatigue from the constant swiping, getting ghosted, or getting catfished. James, is that a real? real? No. Is it you? Yeah which is another aspect of online dating that Gen Z is trying to combat with honesty. On the whole, Gen Z are more open about their feelings when it comes to online dating, and they're careful not to present a false image of who they are. The playful practice of reverse catfishing, intentionally making themselves look ordinary or unattractive on dating profiles, rather than inventing a fake, more attractive persona to dupe people online, is done in the hopes that it would lead to more satisfying real-world connections. Don't use Snapchat filters, Instagram filters. Do post at least four photos and make two of them activity photos. But what this newfound honesty has really done is made people feel empowered to cut things off if the sparks aren't flying, rather than having an ultimately unsatisfying hookup. While this may seem blunt, the alternative, ghosting someone, is being widely called out as a hurtful practice, more hurtful than straight up telling someone you're not that into them. The uproar around serial ghoster West Elm Caleb, who was widely doxed by multiple women on TikTok in early 2022, reveals just how much of a pariah ghosting can make you. He's done this too. Hundreds of girls, it seems like. I mean, you guys, look at all of these videos. It's insane. Gen Z is so ghosting averse that a new dating app aimed at them is making the practice a punishable offense, and users who ghost too frequently become less visible on its platform. Ultimately, what Lockdown did was force people to take a look at their dating habits and examine whether or not they were leading to good connections. The changes that have taken place since then may look drastic to a generation who saw online dating as a huge smorgasbord of romantic opportunity, but really the focus now seems to be on quality rather than quantity. If a lot of your dating life happens online, you need to be in full control of your internet experience. This video sponsor, NordVPN, gives you the ability to stay safe while you meet people online. When you think about the risks of online dating, getting your heart broken might be up there, But did you ever think about the risk to your personal data? Dating sites and apps are often vulnerable to data leaks. And because so many people use them, they're a prime target for hackers. Using a VPN service like NordVPN means your data is protected behind a wall of next-generation encryption. Plus, Nord can mask your IP, so no one can track what you're doing online, and it sets up barriers against malware and viruses. Because worrying about cybersecurity is literally the last thing you need when you're putting your heart on the line. Head to our link, nordvpn.com/the take, to try it out at the best value, with a 30-day money-back guarantee. You get four extra months of protection free with our URL. It's hard to overestimate the importance Me Too has had in shaping the dating politics of Gen Z. High-profile sex assault cases dominated the news cycle during their early dating years. Prior to this cultural reckoning, our conversations about safety and consent didn't feel as urgent, serious, or prioritized. The hashtag Me Too spread across the globe. Now, these conversations, particularly around consent, are in full force, even impacting sex education lessons in schools. But the increase in the coverage of these cases has also created a fear response around online dating. Vogue's Eleanor Halls interviewed a cross-section of Gen Z daters, most of whom cited personal safety as a main reason why they were abandoning online dating. Gen Z has reported significantly higher stress levels than other generations, and 67% of Gen Z women reported widespread sexual harassment and assault Assault reports in the news as a significant source of worry. Cases like the Tinder Swindler and Stephen Port, also known as the Grinder Killer, have taken the excitement out of these dating apps, replacing them with distrust of the kind of people who may be lurking there. Designate a safety buddy, whether that's your best friend, your roommate, your sister, whoever, just make sure that there's one person that cares about you that knows that you're going off to meet a stranger. Again, there is a generational divide here. And those who were dating before Me Too are now seeing Gen Z criticize practices that once felt almost mundane and every every day. This vigilance, like thinking befriending someone in advance of sleeping with them is predatory, is what's driving the puritan label that Gen Z have to contend with. It feels overly cautious, putting mild transgressions on the same level as genuine emotional abuse. And other critics say it simply takes the fun out of dating. Danish dating app iConsent, which allowed users to send a contract to prospective partners before dating them, was described as plain unsexy, despite coming from a good place. Gen Z grew up in an almost overtly sexual digital landscape, so maybe we're just seeing them try to swing the pendulum back the other way. As a woman, I think porn is a disgrace. I think it really destroyed my brain." There's a real irony in referring to Gen Z as puritans who are sucking the fun out of dating culture, while at the same time this generation are more open to exploring and engaging with their sexuality than any that have come before. They're the least conservative on things like sex before marriage or LGBTQ plus relationships. In fact, a recent study revealed that 20% of Gen Z identify as part of the community themselves. I've had to work really hard to love myself and I won't go back to Hayden. They're far from adopting an old fashioned mindset when it comes to relationships. If anything, they're more curious and open to exploring what a good relationship looks like for them. The knock on effect of this is that now, practices that have been more common in queer culture are becoming adopted more broadly. For instance, polyamory and so called ethical non monogamy are both on the rise. And much like queer identity, there's no one size fits all version of this kind of relationship. Willow Smith has shown a light on her own solo polyamory, talking about how it's in service of self love and self-actualization. With polyamory, I feel like the main foundation is the freedom to be able to create a relationship style that works for you. At the same time, there has been a steady mainstreaming of labels like pansexual, demisexual, and asexual. While these identities aren't new, because mainstream culture is talking about them more, they're being adopted more widely as people explore the kinds of relationships that work for them. Being pansexual means my sexual preference isn't limited by gender identity. For a while it seemed that situationships were the Gen Z dating mode of choice. However, the situationship hashtag on TikTok is now full of cautionary tales about catching feelings, being disrespected and uneven power dynamics. I have no idea what we are. Um can can we maybe be like something? Now No, we can't, know. But when allowing people to find their romantic comfort zone, try new things on for size, and see what suits them, you have to accept that sometimes things won't feel as comfortable. Part of what feels different about Gen Z's approach to dating is a willingness to start over, rather than getting stuck in something that's going to end up hurting them. There will always be room in the dating landscape for the high school sweetheart story, but for a long time, that was seen as the ideal. Over the past half a century, it feels like there's been a slow unpicking of that, illustrated by the amount of people getting married later, having kids later, or deciding not to do these things at all. Here's my 10 reasons why I never want to have kids. Number 10's my favorite. I just don't want to. While shedding these more traditional ideas, there's now a reassessment of what dating should be or can be. For millennials, dating apps gave everyone a huge license to meet lots of people and have lots of experiences. Gen Z haven't completely abandoned that, but they're also not siloed into it. Instead, there's a curiosity about other ways to meet people, other kinds of relationships you could have, and other experiences that may be just as fulfilling. As long as you're learning something about yourself by going on those dates, you are not wasting your time.